0: Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redseeradio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. I've
1: seen the top of the high smell.
2: Good morning and welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Judy Como. It's my first on-air opportunity to continue to wish our listeners Happy New Year. So excited to be here for a lot of reasons. Uh, It was very interesting to drive up to our studio and see all the changes to the building project going on at St. Mary's Catholic Church here and... Brian College Station, and I want to welcome our listeners here locally at KEDC 88.5 FM here in the Brazos Valley. Because it's Brazos, I don't care what the cute little girl for the car dealership, if she really wanted to get some local customers, she should say Brazos the way it should be. Welcome to our listeners over in Central Texas, KYAR 98.3 FM, and our listeners in Palestine, KINF 107.9. I'm so happy to be here with our glorious leaders, Thaddeus Romanski. Thaddeus Romanski. Hey, Thaddeus. That's your... uh,
0: you t- You're lecturing, your lecturing people Frinkle, on how Fricka. to say names correctly and then you butcher my name. I mean, what's going on here? Come on. Good to see you. Good to see, Good you, to too. see
2: you and our
3: illustrious leader. Dennis Maka. Good morning, Dennis. Thaddeus had me turned down. I just want to make sure he turned I me up. I think that Good the message is morning. finally getting
2: clear. Huh?
3: Good. Just morning, keep his mic Judy. off. Just keep his mic no off. No kidding. That's that's it's always safer when I'm not behind the mic and behind the buttons. Tell you and
2: what, I've had many, many years of being in front of a microphone that, through the grace of God, I've not had it jerked away from me again.
3: <laughs> so it's all good. Good morning. Yeah. We also got Robin Waters connected to us via Skype. Howdy, Robin.
1: Hey, Dennis. Hey, good, Judy. Hey, good Dennis. morning.
2: Good morning. And for our listeners uh, coming up after the break, uh, Robin and I will be having a wonderful discussion uh about baptism. I uh am happy kind of have a thought of how my shows may play out for the rest of uh, the next couple of months, which is odd for me. I don't usually have a plan, but I do this year <laughs> as as
3: this You've got a uh, bunch of them planned out. I now. do Good seven for you. of
2: them, as a matter of fact.
3: We uh, <laughs> this is an appropriate day for that because Patrick Madrid this morning and the just in the previous uh, I think not this hour but the hour before was talking a whole lot about baptism and proper form and function and and everything so and matter and it was just it's like oh that's perfect because yeah. today we'll just continue that type Great. of conversation well,
2: so, since I'm when I met. Robin, um, soon uh, on into our conversation, he mentioned that his wife, Carolyn, and he had been a part of teaching baptismal classes. And it's intrigued me, and it's going to be our opportunity for y'all to listen in on what I think is important. Y'all stay (laughs) tuned.
3: Stay tuned for the second part. What do we got in the first part, though?
2: We're going to move pretty quickly on to uh, a phone-in guest. Uh, We're going to welcome the director of Catholic Charities here in Bryan, John Pocci. Good morning, John.
4: Good morning, Judy. Good morning, everyone. How the heck are you, man? I'm doing great, thank you.
2: Good, good, good. Well, I think y'all have a lot of activity going on this weekend, and you want to tell our listeners about that, so go ahead.
4: Sure do. Yes, thanks, Judy. Thank you for this opportunity to talk about it. We are um, having our our second Catholic Charities Giving Day event. It's this Saturday, January 29th, at our location, 1410 Cabot Avenue. Uh, The details of that is anyone in need can drive through our event uh, between the hours of 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. to pick up free diapers, wipes, hygiene items, and more. And absolutely no questions asked. Just come on by. We, we give you that. Plus, we're giving out free food to all the guests mm-hmm. and offering special prizes to a few lucky winners. So if you're in need and, or if you're listening right now and you know someone in need of these items, please have them come by our office this Saturday. It's uh, 1410 Cabot Avenue in Bryan, Texas, between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., and um, let Catholic Charities be there for you.
2: Okay, great. Will y'all be accepting donations as well?
4: We will be as well. So if someone is, you know, kind enough to want to donate, we will be accepting those in the drive through as well. Uh, We really want to focus on the giving part in this event. However, we really would, uh, of course, appreciate and accept any donations.
2: Wonderful, wonderful. And you said this is y'all's, <clears throat> the second second uh, Catholic Charities Gives, is that the...
4: Yes, it's the Giving Day, it's the second one. Uh, April of last year, 2020, what year are we in now? 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a, a great event, and uh, Thaddeus and Dennis and, and his their crew were out here live, remote, um, doing some interviewing and so so successful that time around we wanted to do it again and, and um, I think the Lord's gonna bless us with good weather
0: now you mentioned that that Dennis was there and he was the big star of the show but there also was Bishop Joe Vasquez <laughs> came by is there any chance that he's gonna be making a surprise appearance or are you not allowed to to say that
4: <laughs> well I can divulge that Bishop Joe Vasquez was so gracious with his time and he was wonderful at that event uh, this time around, he'll have a conflict, so he will not be here. It will be a surprise to me if he does show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, you never know, right? The, the Lord works in mysterious ways.
0: Okay, but you've probably invited some of the local pastors to come out, and I know you all have a lot of your staff that's there on hand to yes, meet get people. To meet and...
4: staff. Absolutely, yes. Yes. It, Great. It's a fun community-wide event, and, uh, yeah, you'll get to meet uh, those that, that work on the ground along with us.
0: And speaking of that, John, could you quickly, we don't have a lot of time for you this morning, I'm sorry, but could you just briefly run through for our listeners again what are the services that Catholic Charities of Central Texas provides?
4: Yeah, a- absolutely. That is thanks. So we have six programs: we have uh, the St. Gabriel's Pregnancy and Parenting Program, uh, St. Michael's Veteran Services, Whoop. Financial Stability, Whoop. The counseling services, Whoop. immigration legal services, Whoop. and disaster response.
3: Whoop. Whoop. John's going like, <laughs> I, I got this weird. Am I saying bad words? Because I'm getting bleeped. <laughs> I just want everybody news. to know that was not me for once. So I was not whooping on the. Sorry, microphone. Central Texas uh, listeners uh, in Palestine, but you got a couple Aggies there. here yeah. on, the, on the. in there on the there phone. So sorry.
4: There you go. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta show your pride. I get you. Good man. services, John. The, um, yeah.
2: Best way for uh, others to know about this opportunity is through word of mouth of our listeners and talking about it here to encourage those who are in need to uh, that this opportunity. When are the times and location again?
4: Yes, so it's, the time is 10 a.m. till 1 p.m. Our location is at 1410 Cabot Avenue. That's in Bryan, Texas. We have a there's a construction site happening right now at the intersection of Cabot and Coulter just as a warrant. But we'll have uh, we'll have plenty of help with traffic flow and, and showing people how to get to us, so it won't be any inconvenience. So once again, ten A. M. to one PM this Saturday, January 29th, fourteen ten Cabot Avenue.
3: Good deal. That's in three days, folks. Mm-hmm. Start uh, putting your diapers together, putting your your wallet uh, together, get some cash in your wallet, bring it by.
2: Awesome, and encourage anyone that you might know that needed these services. So, John, um, we pray a blessing of success over you, and thank you so much for all that you do for Catholic Charities of Central Texas.
4: Well, thank you, uh, Judy, and thank you, Red Sea, and all the listeners out there for all your support. One last thing, if I may, uh, on April 29th, this is to say the date, April 29th, it's going to be at the Hilton College Station, our annual Luncheon. So I want to make sure that everyone just kind of pencils that on their calendar and okay. is aware. April
0: 29th. Catholic Charities Luncheon, April 29th at the Hilton. Pencil that in, and you'll have. we'll get you on here with yep. more details. Some PSAs
2: for that. That is for sure. Friday, for lunch.
0: Friday, Friday for lunch. Friday for lunch. 29th. April 29th. Yes. yes. Lunch on us. Yep. All right. Awesome. Well, you be careful out there directing traffic on Saturday, John. Make sure you got your reflective <laughs> gear on and <laughs> watch out, okay? <laughs>
3: We'll pray for you some good that weather. That we know it's supposed to... I think it's supposed to be nice. Uh, we know no? it's supposed to get cold on Friday, maybe some rain, I think. So maybe, uh, hopefully, it'll warm up and be nice and sunny for but y'all. But
0: that's the genius of the drive-thru. People don't even have to get out of their car. They can just come through on the
3: drive through So y'all make sure you exactly come out for right. that. Great work for our right. local community. So uh, uh, do you mind if I ask one quick question? Any, uh, you just any, I'm going to ask another question. There you go. All right, there. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Central Texas, any uh, any way to reveal how soon y'all are looking to to build uh, infrastructure there in Central Texas as far as the Waco area, or is that still under wraps? Just asking people for prayer, possibly, or, or what are we looking asking at?
4: Asking for prayer and uh, under wraps at the time, however, they're okay. still on the, the plan book.
3: Okay. Okay. Okay.
4: So, yes. Great question. Thanks so, you the great
3: work me. that's being done here in the Brazos Valley <laughs> And can be done in the upper Brazos Valley, central Texas in the Waco area. So support us folks, uh, support Catholic charities. They do great work. Thanks, John.
4: And and, and just a news flash: In fact, the last, uh, this has been two months now, we have a St. Gabriel Pregnancy and Parenting Program case manager working out of Waco. Yes. Mm. Wonderful. There's a a start there.
0: All right. God bless. Great. Hey, give our best to Suzanne. Okay. Tell her we said hi. Thank you.
4: Will do. Thank you.
0: All right, bye, John. Thank you. I'll
4: take care. God bless.
0: Thank you. Wonderful. Great work. Great work going on. April twenty nine. Uh, this is going to be January twenty ninth. This Saturday. This Saturday. Yep. Catholic Charities of Central Texas Giving Day Drive Through yep. fourteen ten. Great. Great opportunity. Get what you need. Kevin. No go. questions asked. Go give if you are able. Wonderful. Wonderful.
2: Yeah. We got a lot of things going on. You're next.
0: Hey. Yeah. You go. We wanted to let you all know that uh, maybe you weren't aware, but this year, 2022, is the 60th anniversary of the opening of the Second Vatican Council, and we're going to be making that uh, that Church Council the most recent Council in memory, one of only 20 in Church history. Right, Ecumenical Council. Uh, we're going to make that a focus of our of our year this year, and one of the ways we're going to do that is Deacon Mike Bove and I are hosting a book study, facilitating a book study of the four major constitutions of Vatican II. The a church council is its documents. And these are the four important documents that kind of control all the other smaller declarations and decrees that were made. And we've got uh we've got some copies of the great Word on Fire Vatican II collection that has commentary from Bishop Barron as well as excerpts from Your the body. post-conciliar popes like John Paul II and mm-hmm. Benedict, Pope Francis. Uh and that's going to start up on February 18th at St. Mary's Catholic Center at 1245. That's the one I'm going to be facilitating. And then that next Tuesday, Deacon Mike's going to be starting his study at St. Anthony's in the evening at 630. But you can get all your information and you can register to be a part of it. It's a free study. It's going to be a small cost for getting a copy of this book, but uh, maybe $20 to, yeah. to buy a copy of the book. Uh, really nice hardbound cloth back edition you can get all that information and, and register at redsearadio.org slash vc260 vc260 what a great Vatican opportunity Council listeners 60 years
2: um, I'm just I heard the PSA on my way here this morning mm-hmm. and I'm so excited and if uh, Thaddeus dr Thaddeus Romansky and Deacon Mike Bouvet are Mm -hmm. two wonderful uh, teachers who are able to um, put things and answer questions in such a warm and friendly uh, teaching way because uh, that's what they do. And this is such a great opportunity uh, for our listeners to have a part of this and really dive a little bit deeper into our faith. So if you could just List the start dates one more time.
0: Yeah. It's going to start at St. Mary's Catholic Center on February 18th at 1245 Brown Bag Lunch. That's that, the one that I'm going to lead. Yep. That's
3: uh, what day of the week that is? A Friday. The Friday. That's on the Friday Tuesday, And the following Tuesday is the 22nd. Anyone can attend, not just St. Mary's. Or yes, students. it's open to anyone. The fr- it's actually very limited quantity. I, I mean, as far as the number that we yeah, can about accept. 20,
0: about 20 ste- most seats per session.
3: Yeah. So get in and get
0: registered. Great. And how do they register one more time? org slash VC260, the letter V, the letter C, the numeral 260.
3: And we'd be remiss All to right. not say anything about the spaghetti dinner. Absolutely. we got 30 seconds, We're Judy. We're going
2: to cram in some information about St. Anthony's 80th annual spaghetti dinner. The dinner is held at the Malinowski Center February the 13th. We have had a year off because of the world, but we're bringing Mm -hmm. it back. Uh, Adults, $12. Children, $10 to go eat there. Stick with us, listeners, and come back, and let's talk more about baptism after the break. In the gray. Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. It if you're just joining us, I good see. for you. This is going to be the best 40 minutes of your day, I assure you. Very excited to be here and very excited to uh, kick the year off with my share of Red Sea Roundup. Um, I've always, uh, I try to have a little bit of a plan of what the show is going to be about, but it really Came on my heart to uh, utilize some of the shows of Red Sea Roundup to talk about the very basics of our faith, and that is sacraments. Um, I hope that there's <laughs> <laughs> I hope that there's someone out there listening who may not even be Catholic, who does not even know anything about a sacrament, and I also hope that those who are listening who are longtime Catholics are going to really get some. Wonderful details and revisit what our sacrament, the beautiful sacrament of baptism, is all about. So,
0: can I, a couple quick questions, Judy. How many sacraments are there? We have seven. Okay, and can you tell our listeners what those seven sacraments are that you're going to be looking at?
2: Absolutely. The seven sacraments are broken up into three gathered in the beginning the sacraments of initiation, of baptism, Eucharist, and confirmation. And then we have two sacraments of healing, which is reconciliation and anointing of the sick, and the other two, (laughs) I can't remember what they're called, but... uh, Your husband's
1: (laughs) going to receive it, one of them. Exactly. I know
2: it's holy orders and marriage, but um, I can't remember the blanket. You know, we had sacraments of healing, sacraments of initiation, and I... Can't remember the... Service. Sacraments of service. Thank you. And that's why we pay you the big bucks, my guest. And I don't think
0: those groupings are like... They're not official groupings anyway. They're just ways of...
2: Describing them. I think that they're references of the the sacraments. But uh, my guest is a familiar voice to radio, and that would be uh, Robin Waters, our station manager. But that's not really... Our station manager over in Central Texas. But that's not the... That's not the Robin I want to talk to today.
1: Good good morning, Robin. Good morning, Judy. I I thank you so much for having me on to share this time with you and uh Thaddeus just stole all my thunder by so I'm I'm kinda done. <laughs> Do you have anything to say? Whatever. Today? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, actually it was God's thunder first. So we're gonna we're gonna let him uh have that glory. But um Robin and his wife Carolyn have been a part of baptismal prep for quite a long time. And when uh Robin also, along with my husband and fifteen other men, Will be ordained as deacons in the Austin Diocese on the beautiful feast day of Saint Joseph on March nineteenth. So, um,
1: absolutely,
2: I think uh, I think it's uh, important to say that we as lay people, because y'all were lay people when y'all got involved with teaching baptism. So, um, sure. before sure. we get too much further, I think you mentioned that you would like to lead us in a prayer. So.
1: Yeah, let's open with the with prayer before we uh, begin our discussion. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we share our love of uh, baptism today, Judy and I, that your words become our words and that they are received by all that are listening uh, to the honor and glory of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Robin, I'm uh, part of a Bible study, and we are near the end of our study of the book of Hebrews. And it's been very fascinating uh, to relate some of the readings from Hebrews and being guided by uh, uh, Andrew Stafford is the he and Jeff Caven's are on the videos and we'll read it and answer the questions and then watch the video. And um, just so beautiful how much of the book of Hebrews points towards our sacraments and the mass, especially. So that's kind Absolutely. of been in the forefront of my mind as to why I think it's important. Um, you know, most of us don't remember our baptism or Perhaps our children were baptized or we were sponsors, and those are opportunities to refresh our memory about it. But I just wanted to take this time to uh, dive a little bit deeper into the sacrament of baptism.
1: Well, that's that's so important, Judy, and I, and I thank you for allowing me to be here to talk about one of my seven favorite topics. <laughs> and you, you mentioned the other six just a few minutes ago and uh, as you said uh, my wife and i have been blessed to be part of the baptismal prep classes at our church here in west uh, saint mary church of the assumption Uh, i'm not doing it quite as much now and it's for a good reason father timothy and father john and Deacon ronnie uh, Socorro are also we're in a rotation now so uh, i'm not getting as much practice as i as i we did over the last few years but it's a good opportunity for those coming to have their children baptized, and those that are asked to be godparents, to to uh, interact with our clergy, you can get to develop a relationship with them as they bring their children into the church. That's awesome. But one of the things I was thinking about is after you would asked me to to uh, come on today and talk about baptism, was uh, first thing that came to mind was you know just a few weeks ago we celebrated the baptism of our Lord on January 9th. and uh, that was just such a profound day and the, the things that happened that day and even with John you know John was there baptizing and he was baptizing with a you know a baptism of water for repentance but it's not the baptism that we know you know Jesus hasn't hadn't instituted it at that time these people were coming because they were sorry for their sins they wanted to repent they wanted to build a relationship with God but there was no grace in John's in John's baptism. <laughs> you know, it was really, it was symbolic. But but then here comes Jesus, and he wants to be baptized. And, and of course, uh, I always thought that it's really interesting how John could have taken advantage there. Because, you know, I know in the scriptures from Luke on the baptism of the Lord, it, it said that uh, uh, the people were, filled with expectation and they were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. And I'm just wondering like, what I was, what I have said. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> uh, that's me, you know, you know, and and take the credit and try to get the glory from it. But, but John in his humility in his imp- implicitities in his faith, he he didn't immediately. He pointed towards Jesus, you know, and said, you know, I'm not worthy to lose. I'm, I'm baptizing you with water, but one mitre is coming. Whose uh, thongs of of his sandals I'm not worthy to loosen, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire, and that's what we receive. You know, that's what Jesus instituted that day, and and that scripture goes on to talk about that after all the people had been baptized. That Jesus was was praying after he'd been baptized, and that's when the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And the voice came from heaven. You're my beloved son, with with whom I'm well pleased. And as I reflected on that, actually for our class, because we were preparing reflections that we uh, to share uh, on that Saturday, uh, it really came upon me that uh, something you mentioned earlier, Judy, was that most of us don't remember, you know, our baptism because we were infants. But this same scene. I just mentioned that took place where the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descends and the father says, this is my beloved son. It it happened when you were baptized, Mm -hmm. Judy. It happened when each person is baptized and we're not privy to the, uh, to the, the, the spiritual world. We can't see, all these beautiful things that are going on when we're in mass and when we're baptized and when we receive all the sacraments, but it's happening nonetheless. And how blessed are we to have the faith that teaches us about this. And, and it really kind of made me reflect and say, you know, it would really, it would be a, a blessing for all of us just to put ourselves for a second in that scene and we're being baptized, and the heavens are opening, and the Holy Spirit's coming upon us, and the Lord is saying, "I'm pleased with you, my child." Oh, that's so beautiful. It's uh, it's almost uh, makes me <laughs> cry when I think about how much love God has for us, you know.
2: Well, that's. Um... I got kind of got to me too. Uh, Thank you for that for those thoughts because I I think that if we you know just we have the opportunity I mean we receive we could receive the Eucharist every day if we were talking about uh, the Eucharist and you know there are just so many times I'm so distractible this is going to be oh, yeah. my most powerful mass, and Lord, let this be as if it's my <laughs> only mass. Oh, look, I haven't seen her in a long—you know, <laughs> and you're you're living in our humanness. So if we don't make an effort to be intentional about these things, um, it's going to be—we uh, are missing out on an opportunity to really dive a little bit deeper. And um, I, I think that um, from my experience, I, I've had my kids baptized, and— I've been a godparent and those opportunities to go to some of these classes are few and far between also along with uh infant baptism we're entering the home stretch of our RCIA programs and mm-hmm. the rhythm of our church and how uh some people could be uh, baptized at the Easter vigil and the the prep, the preparation for each one of the classes, so starkly different from parish to parish.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, uh, <clears throat> I think I may have mentioned this to you, And uh, but Father Timothy Vaverick, our priest here at St. Mary's in West, there's something that he does that I, I hadn't really thought about till he and I had a conversation. It was during the Easter vigil last year, and and uh, I was talking to him about people that were going to be coming to the church. And how, I was asking him how many were going to be baptized and things like that. And Father Timothy says, uh, well, we won't be baptizing anyone. I said, what, Father? <laughs> You're not bat- Everybody's already been baptized that's joined the church. He said, no. But why would I make them wait? Why would I make them wait until the Easter vigil? I know it's beautiful. It's an awesome ceremony. But – baptism is so important. I'm not going to make them wait one day longer than when I know they're ready. And so I just, as I reflected on that, I thought that that how true is that? That why would we deny someone baptism? I'm not saying it's bad to have a beautiful Easter vigil and bring everyone in, but Father Timothy really made a point to me that day that I, that I really uh, took into my heart that it's kind of like the Eucharist. Why would we, you know, d- deny somebody one day mm-hmm. receiving the Eucharist when they actually could worthily, you know, receive the Lord. Uh, a- another priest that has had a big impact on me personally uh, concerning baptism is a uh, Father Stephen Nersesta. He's the priest over in Corn Hill right now. He's originally from Abbott, and uh, when he was a transitional deacon, my daughter Julia, he baptized her. She was the second person he baptized and after, he after his ordination, his second uh, after, one ever. Uh, his second person he ever baptized, oh, wow. as a, he was still a deacon, he wasn't even a priest yet. And there was another local kid from Abbott, and it was his name was Kyle Koska. I know him, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, he was the first, Julia was the second, and uh, he really did an awesome job. And one of the things that he said that I've never forgot, and it's been almost 27 years ago, he said, you need to mark this day down on the calendar and you need to remember it just like you would her birthday or her graduation or the day she got married, any special day in her life, because this is the most important day in her life. This is the day she becomes a child of God. And uh, I'd never heard a priest or a, or a deacon at a at a, a baptism say that but h- how true is that that that's the day you 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 make that first step into the church that's the day through the holy spirit that you're marked your soul is marked permanently an indelible mark on your heart no matter how bad you are later no matter how you try to reject god you're still marked as a child of god and a and a brother and sister of Christ, a co-heir to the kingdom. I mean, it just goes on and on the the blessings that are that we receive at our baptism. And Father Stephen really made that point 27 years ago. And just a less, little, little less than two years ago, he baptized my granddaughter, Sophie May. And he said the same thing. And I was like, okay, Father, yeah, once you got it right, there's no reason to change. <laughs> well, and I
2: think, Robin, <clears throat> perhaps you would agree that uh, we— We are introduced to this concept of being a child of God and we spend the rest of our lives trying to really embrace that fact. And if we could Mm -hmm. live our life much more in that uh, knowledge of self-worth as a beloved child of God, how much better every day can be. Very difficult to do, but that's what's so important about The sacraments themselves as that is an opportunity for this abundance of grace to continue to cooperate with continually pointing back to our identity as a child of God.
1: You're so right, Judy. And your decision to discuss the sacraments is central to that point, because the more we participate in the sacraments, the more we go to Mass, the more that we pray the more that we spend time uh, uh, with the Lord in adoration, all these things. And as you know, this is something that, you know, I should have really thought about a long time ago. But until I was in formation, I never really realized that, okay, if you want to build a, a relationship with somebody that you love, what do you do? Well, you spend time with mm-hmm. them. You get to know them. You talk to them. You listen to them and it's the same way with Jesus you know he he he's not just going to pop up like a genie and you know and oh hey buddy and uh, you have to spend time with him and you have to do it as you said intentionally and in the spiritual exercises they ask us to to do every day of you know mass and morning needing prayer and lectio divina and uh, the rosary uh, of a holy hour every day of, uh, r- very frequent confession over time, you see that the Lord is changing your heart. And sometimes even if you don't see it because of your own, uh, inadequacies, or at least you feel you may not be worthy, uh, your friends, you know, I know you've seen changes in Keith that you probably not thought you'd never see before
2: well i i agree 100 percent. and <clears throat> for those who may just be joining us my uh, guest is robin waters uh, he is our station director over in the waco area but he is also uh, a part of the soon to be ordained the Akinet class of 2022 and some of the things that he's relating to as my husband is as well and uh early on five years ago and being introduced to, it sounded so arbitrary to me, uh, Robin, you know, mm-hmm. you need to do this and you need to do that. And you need to do this. And I looked at it from such a practical human. There's only so many hours in the day. How, how are we going to do that? And so some for me personally, I tend to have to do things out of obedience and then I'll catch up with, the. Uh, oh, this is why, but the, uh, all the things that you mentioned, that daily mass, frequent con- confession, prayer, morning prayer, evening prayer, you're given. God is always faithful. I need to be faithful. And all we need to do is to show up sometimes and be able to have this outpouring uh, of grace in our lives and everything. Um, also, Thaddeus gave me an cute little stick it note to uh, to mention also that you are part of your job as director is that you are a director of evangelization and outreach uh, for our radio apostolate. And this certainly falls into that category of evangelization and outreach. Um, If, if you were going to lead the baptismal class, on mm-hmm. any given day. Um, what what would be um, something you wanted to be sure to mention to this couple who are bringing their child to baptism? What what would be a couple of bullet points that you wanted to be sure that you were going to cover within that allotted time frame or class?
1: Well, when we have our class, uh, after our introductions and an opening prayer, uh, the first thing that I ask the ask the parents is why do you want to baptize your child you know just why what why are you here because
2: grandma said so
1: (laughs) well that sometimes they say that yeah that's right and then uh but most of them will know will say well uh to so they can receive forgiveness of their original sin you know they'll say that sometimes uh other times they'll say uh because i want them to be catholic uh you know and i'll say yeah that's Good, good answer. I mean, it's it is the 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 open door to the church, the first, first footstep into the faith. Uh, anything else, and uh, we'll just kind of have that conversation and go along uh, some of the theological lines and some of the uh, familial lines, as you mm-hmm. said, because grandma said so, you know, or mom said, hurry up, you know, type thing. But 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 then I'll ask the question. So why do we baptize? You know, we've mentioned some of these things already. Forgiveness of sins, uh, uh, the getting into the church. But is there anything else? You know, and those are important things. But, you know, one of the things that I emphasize to them is that in the scriptures and in our in the teachings of the church, uh, Jesus is very clear that baptism is is required for salvation and it's all over the gospels and and all over the the different letters uh, to the romans and in acts and just all over the place but always point to matthew 28 you could also point to mark 16 where jesus just before he ascended into heaven and he commissions the uh, disciples and it says that jesus approached them and said to them All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't need to know anything else because Jesus is pretty direct right there. Mm -hmm. That's a command, right? (laughs) And he gives a lot of other reasons throughout the Gospels along with Saints Peter and St. Paul. But that's something that they need to know. Because if they're not real strong in their faith, they might, they may not, they may just think, well, that's just the church, but the church is the Lord and they may not understand that. So I want to point out to them in scripture that, uh, this is something that Jesus finds not, not critical, essential. and And we need to know that. One of the other things that we discussed that I really want them to understand is, uh, what is baptism? And sometimes that takes a little bit longer to get an answer. And it's not a trick question. I always tell them, but okay, baptism is a sacrament. And then you get into, so what is a sacrament? And of course, there's different ways to describe what a sacrament is. Uh, I kind of like the way St. Augustine described it way back in the 5th century, where he said that a sacrament is an outward visible sign of an inward and invisible grace so an, an outward and visible sign of an inward and invisible grace so we know that in the sacraments we have matter and form in baptism our matter is the water and in the form is the trinitarian formula i baptize you in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit, so that's what we see happening. But as I mentioned earlier, this spiritual world that's all around us that our eyes aren't able to perceive is there, and that—that's the inward and the invisible grace. You know, when the sky is open and the Holy Spirit comes upon you and marks your heart, you know, and so we we kind of go through that discussion, uh, and so that they understand that you know when Jesus. Ascended into heaven, he promised he would not leave us orphans that he but that he'd send the Holy Spirit to guide us and protect us And he gave us these sacraments to heal us to feed us to strengthen us to help us grow in our relationship with him. So Those two things are pretty critical when I'm talking to him as to why are you here? Why do we baptize and what is baptism?
2: Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I would assume that it spurs a lot of good conversation. I, I think. Um, and God, this is going to sound so judgy, um, but a lot of times it's just this um, secular, like, like okay, and then we'll have cake and punch, and then we'll go and you yeah. know, and the uh, and it's like when the during the baptismal rite and this uh, the part about you know do you reject satan and do you you know right. it's as if you're saying are are you afraid of the big bad wolf <laughs> i am uh, it, <laughs> and so it's it's an opportunity just to plant a little bit of a seed uh i know that for me it would be wonderful to to have a couple that just hangs on every word and like i mean it's all about conversion Perhaps yes. Um, a lot of times as you know, I've been involved in youth ministry and been involved in uh, catechism f- throughout my kids life and being a part of that. And, um, you know, you just have these opportunities to plant a seed and uh, pray, pray that they will continue in the formation uh, of their child.
1: Absolutely, through Judy. the
2: grace of this of this sacrament.
1: And that's one of the things that we continue on in our class, at least, is that uh, after that introduction, I just kind of mentioned, what we really do is we do a review of all seven sacraments, with, of course, baptism being the main emphasis. And we do that as a reminder that this is the beginning. This is where you start. But all these other sacraments are this is what your child is being led to and so i've got a short a small book you may be familiar with it it's called pillar of fire pillar of truth mhm put out by catholic answers and uh, it's real you can in fact if you go online you can get a free one from catholic answers press but it in 32 pages it's like a super condensed catechism so it kind of gives you the the basics you know And so we'll use—it's got about a paragraph, two paragraphs maybe, on each sacrament. So we'll review that, and then I'll give a personal story as to how that particular sacrament has had an impact in my life. We'll start out with baptism. We'll go to penance in the Eucharist and then through confirmation, matrimony, holy orders, and anointing of the sick. And uh, it really kind of brings out— as you mentioned earlier, a lot of questions and maybe some misunderstandings can be cleared up. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, it would help them to to uh, uh, maybe almost like a little bit of a uh, of a training class of a catechesis in, in addition to mm-hmm. just. So I know you're
2: you are a convert to Catholicism. Yes. Uh, when when were you baptized?
1: So I was baptized in the Catholic Church uh, on the Easter Vigil in 1982, so almost 40 years ago,
2: and had not uh, been obviously had not been baptized. Obviously prior to hadn't.
1: That. That's right, because as you know, baptism is a is a one time thing. Uh, it can't be repeated, even if some Christian denominations think it can. It can't, and it's pretty clear why. And one of the reasons why is that. Uh, The warranty is good for life, Judy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't need a new one. (laughs) One and done. (laughs) You've already got it. And, uh, but, uh, I grew up, uh, here in West and my family was, uh, we went to the Baptist church. We weren't real faithful in our attendance of church, but I can tell you that growing up many, many times I felt a desire to be baptized, but, uh it's a little bit different in, in other churches. And, uh, you know, like in the Baptist church, uh, you typically have an altar call at the end of every service where your preacher is calling anybody down that's that wants to be baptized. Unfortunately, it includes people that have already been baptized, but they're primarily, you know, calling the kids, you know, that, that, uh, although adults do come up that may have been away from the church and They'll get baptized again, but it's really more like the baptism that John did. It was a Baptism of repentance.
2: Right, or you or know, but, perhaps uh, moved here from another. So it's kind. I've yeah, always yeah, that, viewed it as like a symbolic of joining that particular church. That's right. Is
1: exactly. But uh, but it wasn't. I wasn't going to go down there in front of everybody and stand in front of everybody and then have everybody come around and congratulate me. And it, it was not my personality to just step out in front of everybody like that. And so uh, I guess that was a blessing because I, uh, when I, I went through RCIA there in, at Immaculate Heart of Mary in Abbott, Texas, uh, I was baptized there, as I mentioned, in 1982 and uh, received all my sacraments of initiation on that day. So uh, I'm one of the few that I can remember my baptism, you know, <laughs> it, it was a special day. And, you know, I didn't see the Holy Spirit coming down, but I know he did.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it was just it was such a beautiful description at the very beginning of the show that you, you talked about this uh, when we think I think that uh, our liturgies are so beautifully, you know, whoever put all that together really knew what they were doing. (laughs) I remember uh, Scott Hahn uh, during his conversion talking about going to mass for the first time. And because he was such a biblical scholar, our mass is nothing but Bible and how it was all put together. But our liturgical year uh, comes about. We have Christmas. We have the Christmas season and then we move into ordinary, ordinal time and we start talking about Jesus's life and um, so we have that at the beginning of the year, we have Jesus's baptism and uh, thinking about what you just said, you know, so many things are going on around us that we can't see and we can't hear without the eyes of faith and uh, that's why it's so important for us to revisit what we know. And know it a little bit better.
1: You're right, Judy, because, you know, how often do we do that? Do we slow down enough to, hey, you know what? I'm going to spend a couple hours just studying baptism. There may be something I forgot, you know. Um, and, and really, because I just know every time I study about any of the uh, sacraments, I learn things that just not only touch my my mind, but, but touch my heart, mm-hmm. you know. Things like uh, the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, which you know you don't think of that often. You'll say you might even look at it as a you know used to be the last rites or. Uh, but but I remember after my son Justin had passed away, which was about 15 years ago. Last week, I was reading about the sacrament of the sick, and and it says that the first grace of this sacrament is one of strengthening peace and courage to overcome the difficulties that go with a condition of seri- serious illness mm-hmm. or, the, or of old age and and I and I realized at that moment that I witnessed that in him and so every sacrament has these beautiful graces that we receive that if we're not kind of kind of keep up and you know reading about it and then it's just goes right over our head. We don't realize the blessing that we just been given.
2: Oh, I agree a hundred percent. As um, you know, again, baptism only happens once, um, mm-hmm. but we need to keep reliving it. And you know, we're blessed by the opportunity to receive the Eucharist uh, on a daily basis. We can receive reconciliation as often. as and encouraged to do that as often as possible, whereas um, I, I've been anointed a time or two, and yep. um,
1: and I have too. There are
2: healing healing services and things like that. So being anointing of the sick compared to um, it's the same sacrament, but different opportunities for it uh, uh, when someone's seriously ill and things right. like that. Um, and so we have we have about seven minutes left, Robin, and I don't yeah. want to skip over anything about baptism. Um, mm-hmm. We could talk about all the sacraments, just as uh, I I tend to. I think we hear from the pulpit at sometimes when referring to our baptism and how we receive the three aspects of Jesus: priest, prophet, and king. And uh, right. did, were you? I don't want to skip over something you really wanted to say, but but we no. have we have this well, in our back pocket as well.
1: <laughs> sure. Well, you know the, the thing about baptism that uh, uh and, and the catechism really gives us a lot of beautiful language. You know, it says that holy baptism is the basis for the whole Christian life, the gateway to life in the Spirit, and the door which gives access to the other sacraments. So. Uh it's so important that we focus on this first sacrament that leads us uh, to the Lord and to all the other sacraments. It goes on to say that through baptism, we are freed from sin and reborn as sons of God, become members of Christ, and are incorporated into the church. Baptism is the sacrament of faith, and that may cause some people to say, well, how does an infant, you know— Participate in that way, but in baptism of of infants, you're bap, you're being baptized into the faith of the parents. And as you mentioned earlier, the seed is planted. The parents hopefully will that's their job. They're they're the first teachers of their children. They're what's red sea. They're the domestic church, mm-hmm. and that's where your child should learn the most about the faith. We try to emphasize that in our in our class so that they're not just dropping them off at CCE, you know, and and blaming it on the teachers for bad catechesis or whatever. If you have bad catechesis, it's because you it's didn't do fault. the job. That's right. And, and the importance of godparents can't be overemphasized because the parents need need uh, people to back them up. And the children need other adults in their lives to uh, that are living the faith that they can see as examples of of, uh, of Christians that will help them to grow on the in the road of their their Christian life. Uh, it's just important that you demonstrate to your godparent through your words and your actions the right way to live your Catholic Christian faith. And uh, remember remember your godchild uh, on that special day when they receive their baptism, and other holidays and special times. And we've always done that to try to. You know, uh, give gifts that are, of course, religious gifts on these these special holy days that uh, your your godchild has uh, been a part of as they grew.
2: Yes, but uh, you were talking about uh, Julia's baptism. Um, one one thing that Keith and I uh, were able to do, as long as my kids were living at home, whenever we had their birthday party, we'd have their birthday cake, but I'd pull their baptismal candle out and plunge awesome. it in part of it and, and light it. And I had a little kid's prayer book that I you know I keep, I know right where they are because if I don't put things back in the same place, then I can't go find them. But I have a little memory box that has both of their baptismal candles in it and this little kid's prayer book. And, you know, it was mostly our family had, Family birthday parties until it got maybe in middle school or whatever. So it was a mm-hmm. example to the rest of the family that it was important. And uh, as you, it's pretty easy. I don't know, you may know your, well, because you were baptized as an adult. I can't tell you my baptismal date, but I know where my documents are because when you go through formation, you have to gather up all mm-hmm. those, uh, uh, your history of your sacraments. So I, I, uh, do know? I think about the priest that baptized me, and uh, different different aspects of remembering my baptism.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, one last thing I was going to mention because I think we just got a few minutes here. But you know, I mentioned baptism is the sacrament of faith. But but that faith it needs a community of believers. It needs a church. Uh, it's only within the faith of the church that each of the faithful can believe. So the faith required when we're baptized is not a perfect and mature faith, right? We're just getting started, whether me at 20 years old or a child at two months old. You're just getting started in your growth. And a lot of times we don't realize how important that community of believers is that we meet with each week on Sunday and worship yes. with. Uh, we and, and a lot of people will even say, oh, I don't even— uh, I don't even need to go to church. I just read my Bible and pray, and it's just me and Jesus. I don't, I don't. But but that's not the way that God works, and that's not the that's not the what what Jesus put in place because He gave us a church that He said is the is the the pillar of our faith, you know. And so that's important, and, and, and I'll just tell a quick little funny story that a friend of mine told me concerning this. He had a friend that said, I don't need the church. I'll just read my Bible, pray, and it's, me and Jesus got it taken care of. And, and my friend told him, he said, you know, you could be right. I, I, I don't know for sure that you, you have to have the church to grow in the Lord and to uh, have eternal life. I do know one thing, that you don't necessarily have to be, have to get in an airplane or get in a cruise ship to go to Hawaii. But brother, (laughs) it's going to be a long, hard swim. (laughs) And that is so true. Your community of believers helps you grow in the faith much easier than you can alone.
2: Well, that's a great analogy to uh, think about it that way. And uh, without, well, without the church, without the teachings of the Catholic Church in specifically, we wouldn't have that Bible.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, great. Well, Robin, I, I thank you so much for uh, just giving us some uh, springboard into uh Maybe we mentioned something that our listeners can uh, write down a little note and go on your own and uh, research that. But um, maybe in the last few seconds that we have, if you could revisit that, uh, what you said about Jesus' baptism and how about the sky opened up, can you elaborate on that as we close out this session?
1: Absolutely, because as I mentioned, Judy, that day, that day whenever jesus was baptized and and the the heavens opened up and the holy spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove and and that voice of the father came down and said you're my beloved son